Hello, I'm Hilary Walker from Oxford Bible Church. I wanted to share with you today the most wonderful event that happened in my life and can happen in yours too. It was the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that we would be baptized in the Holy Spirit and we would receive power. And whatever Jesus said is true. And as I share with you about my personal um, experience in receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior in November 1977. Well, by about February 1978, the ladies in my prayer group prayed for me to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Well, these dear ladies prayed for me, and it, apparently nothing seemed to have happened. So if that happens to you, do not get discouraged. Listen to the rest of my testimony, because during the subsequent um, weeks that followed, I began to be aware of um, words of another language that were, the only way I can describe it, floating up from my spirit to my mind. But I didn't really quite understand what was happening, and I didn't speak them out. And I shared this with my dear friend, Jeannie Price. And she prayed for me, and I just felt, I can only say it was like a, a, a river just bubbling up inside me. But I didn't say a word, and she said to me, speak it out. And all these words of a language that I had never learned came tumbling out of my mouth, and it was and is a language. You see, I'm not an intellectual. Uh, they called me not so bright at school. So for me to have a fluent language flowing out of my mouth, I knew it had to be God. And it was just so wonderful and so exciting. And this wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit, he is so wonderful. And the gift of tongues that has come with him has totally transformed my Christian life and also my prayer life. We call it the baptism in the Holy Spirit because that word is a Greek word, baptismo, and it means to, be, to plunge under, um, to be filled, and filled to overflowing. Another illustration is when people would dye a material, they would plunge it under the dye and pull it out, and it was absolutely soaked with the, um, with the dye into which it was plunged. And that is what it's like when we are plunged into the Holy Spirit. Um, and salvation and the baptism and the Holy Spirit are two distinct experiences. They may happen very close together, or like me, with a few months apart. And I wanted to give an illustration of, of Jesus himself. As you know, he was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, and obviously the Holy Spirit was within him. But we notice that the Spirit was not upon him until he was baptized in the River Jordan by John the Baptist. And then another example is when um, Jesus was raised from the dead. This is um, the day of resurrection. He appears to his um, disciples, his, his close-knit disciples, and he said to them, uh, well, first of all, he breathed on them. <sighs> Ruah means spirit. It means breath. Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. He had also promised them that the Holy Spirit is with you, but he will be in you. And I just wanted to give you some more um, scriptural support, actually, because John 4, 10 and 4 
Jesus was speaking to this woman who was a lady of Samaria and it was by a well as I'm sure you all know the story and Jesus was speaking to her and he said if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you give me a drink you would have asked him and he would have given you living water whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into eternal life when we receive eternal life it's a fountain that springs up into eternal life Jesus says in John 7 verses 38 and 39 he who believes in me as the scripture has said out of his heart will flow rivers of water of living water uh, just a little sidestep rivers and one of the main rivers is um, the utterance in another language that you have never learned upon which the other gifts will flow verse 39 Jesus spoke of the rivers of living water concerning the Holy Spirit whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified the disciples could not receive the baptism um, and be born again until Jesus had died and was raised from the dead and then sin had been dealt with let's look at Acts chapter 8 verse 14 to 19 now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had heard, received the word of God they sent Peter and John to them so Peter and John come to the, the, the new converts at Samaria. Verse 15, who when they had come down, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. These people were definitely, um, they'd received the Lord as their Lord and Savior. They were born again. Um, but verse 16 tells us why um, John, the apostles prayed for them. It says, because as yet he, the Holy Spirit, had not yet fallen upon them they had been baptized only in the name of the Lord Jesus verse 17 when they the apostles laid hands on them they received the Holy Spirit here in verse 18 how did they know that they had received the Holy Spirit there was a man there called Simon when Simon saw that through the laying on of the hands the apostles hands the Holy Spirit was given he noticed something he heard something verse 19 he said give me this power also Jesus said when the Spirit has come upon you you will receive power and you shall be my witnesses here we see in John chapter 14 16 and 17 Jesus promises the Holy Spirit he tells his disciples I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever verse 17 the spirit of truth this is the another helper whom the world cannot see because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him and this is what we said before because he dwells with you and will be in you I just wanted to touch on the word another um, and that word in the Holy Spirit filled Bible there's a note and it says and this has helped me to understand that word 
another. Often Greek words are filled with a lot of meaning that the English doesn't really bring out. That word, another, means one besides me but in addition to me, one just like me, and this one will do in my absence what I would do if I were physically present with you. Jesus also said in John 16 verse 7, he had told them that he was going away. The disciples were filled with sorrow. He said, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. If I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. He tells us more about this wonderful helper, the Holy Spirit. He will guide you into all truth. He will tell you of things to come. That's verse 13. Verse 14, he will glorify me because he will take what is mine and he will declare it to you. The Holy Spirit will illuminate the word of God to you. He will speak to your heart. And here we see in Acts chapter 1, verse 5 and 8, Jesus said, John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized, remember that word, immersed, filled, plunged into the Holy Spirit. And he said, not many days from now. Verse 8, um, and when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, he says, but you shall receive power, dunamis, that's inherent power. You become more powerful with the, the Holy Spirit within you. The Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, that's where they lived, in Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. I just wanted to share with you something that um, I read in Jackie Pullinger's book called Chasing the Dragon. If you can get it, I highly recommend. And Jackie Pullinger, she was a young girl, and she'd gone in faith to Hong Kong. And she had been working and witnessing amongst the local people for two years. Then an American couple told her about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and they prayed for her, and she received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And she remarked that from then on, whenever she would share, people were receiving the Lord. And she thought, wow, I've become really good at witnessing. Wow, you know, this is great. And then she remembered it was since she had received the infilling of the Holy Spirit who had given her power to witness powerfully and effectively. Jesus, whenever he gives a promise, he always fulfills it. Uh, there was, in, in my extended family, there was a member of the family who would promise me the earth. And honestly, I don't ever remember a promise ever being kept. And my mother, who was a Christian, she said to me, um, uh, Mrs. X may promise you the earth, um, but it never is fulfilled. And I said, no, you're right. She said, um, your father and I won't make rash promises. We will only promise you what we know we can fulfill. Jesus promises what he can fulfill and what he will fulfill. He's never broken a promise yet and never will. So here we see the promise fulfilled. Isn't it wonderful to see the manifestation of this promise? Just to explain, after Jesus had died on the cross, he was resurrected and he appeared 
to his disciples during this period of time. Um, the disciples received the infilling of the Holy Spirit 50 days after Jesus had appeared to them on the morning of resurrection. Let's look at Acts chapter 1 verse 3. To whom the disciples, Jesus also presented himself alive after his suffering, his crucifixion, by many infallible proofs being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Jesus died on that cross. The Romans were very expert executioners. They would never, never have brought him down from the cross if he'd still been alive. Anyone who says that Jesus was not dead, it is not true, totally unscriptural. Jesus died on the cross and he was raised from the dead and he appeared to the disciples and many disciples. At one time there was something like 300 of his disciples. Many infallible proofs. Um, sorry, I sidetrack, but that's so important for us to understand. And Jesus told them that he baptized with water, but that they would be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Let's look at Acts chapter 2. It's so good, you know, to read these scriptures and to meditate upon them, and you will receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Verse 2. And suddenly, this is, this is the wonderful fulfillment. I mean, I'm sure you know, they, they were together in the upper room and they were praying, but I am utterly convinced that this must have been a big surprise to them because, listen, what happened? I mean, this really, really happened. It's a historical event. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing, mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. This noise was so great that all the surrounding area came rushing out to find out what had happened. Verse 3, And there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Each one of them received the infilling, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Verse 4, it says, As the tongue came upon them, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Spirit gives you the words, you have to speak it out. Verse 7, and these are the people that have come rushing into fire. What on earth has been happening? The place is on fire. They were all amazed, the spectators, and they marveled and they said to one another, look, are not all these Galileans? How is it that we hear them speaking in our own language? Cretans, Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own languages the wonderful works of God. Does God want you to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit? Acts 2.38, Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. If you're not born again, you cannot receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The sin has to be dealt with. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, a gift, we cannot earn it or deserve it. It's a wonderful, fabulous, tremendous, awesome gift of God, the Holy Spirit. He is a gift. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off 
as many as the Lord will call. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. In John 1.33, John the Baptist said uh, he was told that when the Spirit came upon the one and stayed, that would be the one who would baptize in the Holy Spirit. And it came upon and remained upon Jesus as he stood in the waters of the River Jordan. And John knew that this was Jesus, his cousin, was the baptizer, the one to come who would baptize in the Holy Spirit. We also see that the Holy Spirit has already been poured out. The gift has been given and just needs to be received because that gift is promised to those who belong to Jesus Christ. And we only have to ask and receive by faith. Luke 11, uh, verse 9, and then verses 11 to 13 Jesus said, this is a how to receive in faith. Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. He never breaks a promise. Ask and it will be given to you. And here he gives an example. He says, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will that father give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will that father give him a serpent instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? Verse 13, Jesus says, If you, then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Be assured, when you ask the Lord to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, he gives you the Holy Spirit. When you pray in tongues, that is a gift from God, and it has not been defiled by the devil. Jesus also tells us in Matthew 7, verse 7 and 8. Um, he says, verse 8, everyone who asks receives. <clears throat> Let's go to Mark 11:24. Jesus says, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. When you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them in that moment and you will have them. I want you to be so assured in your heart that God wants to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. Let me give an illustration. Uh, we've had this wonderful time of celebrating our Lord's birth. And we give gifts to one another. This is um, to show how God gave us the most incredible and wonderful gift, his only begotten son at Christmas time, Christmas time. And so we wrap the gift up and then we hand it to the one that we love. All the one that person has to do is to reach out and receive the gift. Now, if that, you're holding it out and they are saying, oh, I, I really wish you would give me that gift. Oh, I, I, oh, please, please give me that gift. And you think, what is the matter with them in handing it out? They just have to say, thank you. I receive it. And with a gift that's wrapped up, you unwrap it. And it's similar, really, in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. First of all, you receive by faith. You say, 
I ask you, dear Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, baptize me in your Holy Spirit. And this can happen right where you are, right now, as you turn to the Lord. You say, Jesus, you are the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. And he will. And it's like unwrapping the gift. I want to return to Jackie Pullinger's testimony. Because when she received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, she did immediately pray in tongues. But later on, um, rather like me, she thought, well, I don't understand what I'm saying. Uh, what's the point? I won't. And it was like she put the gift um, in a drawer. And these dear people who prayed for her originally asked her, are you praying in the Spirit when you, when you pray? And she said, no, I can't see any point in it because I don't understand it. And they said to her, that's really rather rude of you because God always gives you good and precious gifts and they are always exceedingly useful. And they said, it's, God hasn't taken the gift away. You have just put it on one side. You need to, as it were, unwrap the gift, pray in the Spirit, and upon that gift of the Holy Spirit, upon the gift of tongues, the Jesus said rivers of living water will flow out of your innermost being. Upon that river of blessing will flow all the other rivers of blessing, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, the word given in season to people. Sometimes a, a, a word... Um, to someone who you, you just don't know. You haven't a clue what their need is. But by the Holy Spirit, you speak that word into their life. But that's not going to happen if we don't read the word, if we don't pray and pray in the Spirit. So as I said, the gift has been given. Jesus, imagine that the Lord Jesus Christ is standing in front of me. And he's saying, I offer you the free gift, first of all, of eternal life. Would you like to receive the gift of eternal life? It's totally free. You can never earn it or deserve it. And you would say, yes, Lord. Lord Jesus, I ask you to be my personal Lord and Savior. Come into my heart, Lord, and be my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you prayed that, the Spirit of God has come into you. You are born again. You are a new creature. Now to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which you can receive right now, the sin has all been cleansed away. And you just receive that gift by faith. And you say, thank you, Father. In the, thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, Baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Now don't pray in English anymore. You will find words coming from your spirit to your mind. Speak them out. Even if they sound like ug ug goo goo and really don't seem to make any sense. Walk in faith one word at a time as the Holy Spirit gives you utterance. And I will just pray in this moment in the spirit and you just pray along with me 
carusolo manieso, varungoscura de silia basonde, marangelieso, lo corana marwaharande. And you can ask the Lord to give you the interpretation. Most of the time, he just wants us to pray, faith, and trust him. But we'll cover this later on. But as I was speaking in tongues, I was declaring the glory of God. I was saying, Jesus, you are the love of my life. I love you, I adore you, and I worship you. And I want to serve you for the rest of my days. Isn't that beautiful? And that's the Holy Spirit giving me the words. God bless you. And I'd love to hear from you. You will see on the screen our address, our website, um, and our telephone number. Don't hesitate to contact me, us. We'd love to hear from you. God bless you.